Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm Brian Tedda, executive producer of The View. It's Thursday, and I'm here with Sunny Hostin. This is Behind the Table. Hello, Sunny. How are you? Hi, Brian. All right. So today on the show, which is a fun <laughs> show, a little bit of everything today, yes. we talked about gossiping. And speaking mm. of gossiping, <laughs> last week, you passed a note to oh, Joy God. during Hot Topics that broke the internet. We were the number three <laughs> most trending thing on Google Trends. I cannot I saying believe that. that. I can't believe it either. So I want to clarify some things from the actual oh, person who wrote the note. Now, okay. number one, do you and I agree that the contents of this note will never be revealed. We can agree on that. Yes, never under any circumstances. No. And for those who've asked, this is not, in fact, a legal note. This is something different that you were sending. Yes. Yes, okay. And even though this was the third most trending topic on Google <laughs> on Friday, will you ever be passing a note during the show again? I will never do that again. Yes, thank I you. I don't know what happened to my legal hat in that moment because Joy and I gossip. A lot. Yes. And we share a lot of time together. And sometimes I forget I'm on a national talk show. Yes. It's just, it's that organic for me at this point. And so sometimes the things we say to each other are not for primetime. Okay. Uh, occasionally, and they're not for morning TV. Occasionally I wake up in the middle of the night afraid <laughs> that someone's going to find the note and see what was in the note. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened to the note. I, th- I thought it was destroyed. Now I'm not so sure. Regardless... It's it's out if it could be out there. But here's the thing. And then there's a limited amount of people that know the contents of the note. But some of them like Joy, you know, (sighs) Joy, if she thinks about it, won't say it. And she was good in the moment saying, shut it down, shut it down. But at the same time, if she's having fun, sometimes she likes to talk. I'm a little concerned about it. She She forgets that it's significant or important. That it's gossip and that it's secret. Yes. And then she could just be like a fun thing to say. If I'm being honest, I reminded her every day this week. Continue to do so. I think. Because remember, like she, like, she tells the story about how Barbara Walters told her who the new co-host yes. was, and she just revealed it to uh, like one of the late night shows yes. or Entertainment Tonight or something. So, and then, yeah. So it's a little bit of a I've, concern. I've kind of said to her, remember the note thing? No one can know. No one can know. No. All right. Well, again, no one can know, but I'll continue to tease. <laughs> Who doesn't enjoy no, that? it was it was it was not for public consumption. No, no. Um, so we had this this conversation about gossiping today, and then on the commercial break, you referenced <laughs> that I like to gossip a bit. You do well. So, so some of the producers decided that I was the person at the table that gossiped the most. I, so yeah. I asked Joy mm-hmm. because Joy gossips with me, and then Joy recalled that actually the person who gossips the most is Anna. Oh. Anna actually, as you know, yes. gossips the most. She has a lot of information. She has a lot of information and she shares it. She and does. her tea is sipping hot. I, I mean, will it say is that. Good. Listen, the, the <laughs> office gossip is one of the joys of being in an office, I think. And view office gossip is pretty good. Is really good it's because good. it's like celebrity driven, yeah. it's politically driven. Like we all know things that a lot of people don't know. Yeah. It's no, really it's good. good. Now, see, for me, because I'm the boss now, <laughs> I don't get as much good stuff. 
Well, we can't share a lot. Yeah. Some of the things. And then like the rest of the office, like in <laughs> previous jobs, I'd know like who was dating, what's yes. going on, things no. like that. First of all, there's not a lot of that going on here. No. But, but um, we, we do have to keep certain things. Yeah. And then and now I don't get to know the good stuff anymore. Which no, is, we have to keep certain things. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I'll, I'll traffic where I can. <laughs> all right. Well, from that, um, we've been talking about our friend Wendy Williams. And, and yeah. this is not gossip. This is unfortunately no. uh, real life. But there's. This explosive new documentary, What Happened mm-hmm. to uh, Where is Wendy Williams? Yeah. And it's raised a lot of questions about conservatorships. And you had a lot of really interesting insights, I think. Yeah. Uh, what has been your biggest takeaway from all of this? You know, my biggest, and this is not an area of the law that uh, I knew a lot about because I was a criminal lawyer and I still am a criminal lawyer. So if you, you, you know, you don't go to a neurosurgeon for heart surgery, right? So, the law is very similar. You you don't go to a criminal lawyer if there's a guardianship issue. I got so much reach out from some of my former colleagues, both at the U.S. Attorney's Office and, and a law firm that I worked at, who actually were guardians. And they echoed what um, was said during the documentary, which is the process is pretty opaque. Mm-hmm. It's just not that transparent. It needs to be revamped. It needs to be more transparent. And that 90% or more of people that uh, enter into conservatorships or get guardians don't get out of them. Yeah. That's significant to me. And I, I just, for me, if, you know, Wendy's my friend and I understand that she has dementia now and that she, she needs a guardian, but I also remember Britney Spears. And I was really big into the free Britney right. Spears movement, as as we all know, because I talked about it. And then now she's she's out there and there are some behaviors that I'm thinking, oh, no, is maybe she, she's not OK. Maybe yeah. she's not OK. Is she suffering? You know, her, her, her marriage failed. She's getting tattoos. She's she's appearing naked on social media, things like that. And again, now, do you want to put someone like that? with an, another guardian where and she maybe never gets out. So so that was my biggest takeaway. Like this is this area that any that can happen to anyone. I knew nothing about it before Brittany. Yeah. I, I don't know nearly as much about it as you now, but it does seem concerning on both sides of it because yes. people need help. You want them to be able to get help. Right. You want them to be protected from themselves if they need to be. And from others that may want to take advantage, take advantage yes. of them. Yeah. And uh, so it's really about who is being chosen for these roles and what are their interests and and and, yeah. and are they are they um you know i guess corresponding with the family are yeah. they it's a tremendous they responsibility talk- it is i wouldn't want to be a guardian no. of, especially of a stranger right. right and so are they are they communicating with family members i mean wendy has a son you know who i know because she talked about kevin all the time with me he is the love of her life mm-hmm. and and the fact that you know, he's saying that he doesn't know where his mother is. It's, it's really it's disconcerting for me. So I, I I intend to look into this guardianship area a little bit more. Yeah, um, that I, was my I, biggest takeaway. I think, um, you know, obviously you have this relationship with Wendy. Yeah. Joy has known her a very long time. Yeah. Whoopi. So I think Don Lemon. Yeah. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. it's uh, something we're going to we're obviously interested in. It's, it's close yeah. to do as a as a hot topic because yeah. it's personal, but we'll keep everybody apprised the best we can. And, yeah. and we're all really wishing the best for her. And I got so many calls after our show from just folks I used to work with with yeah. Wendy and and Don Lemon was one of the first people who reached mm-hmm. out 
um, he had he had spoken to her. She had, she called him, and um, and now I'm like I, I felt like looking through my phone because if I on and you know this, Brian, I I never um, delete all my voicemails, right. and so no one can leave messages. I need to get better at that. And if there's a phone number that pops up that I don't recognize, I don't pick up. No. And I started to think, oh my god, did I miss Wendy's call? I uh, I got a call from her once after she was on the show before she was sick oh. and. Uh, just I had written a thank you note to her as I often yes. do to guests, and she just called to chat and to thank yeah, me for that, it. And that's Wendy, chat. and that's why we talk about someone who enjoys gossip. Yeah, that is Wendy. Yeah, Wendy Williams. She's a so. hoot. She's she was so much fun, you know. And so it, it was it was not rare to speak with her. No. like that. And and I, I I did for a moment think, oh God, I hope I ne- I didn't miss her call. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope not too. I hope we get to see her. Yeah, we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' group text podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, all right, let's switch to something more uh, cheerful, and that is the fact that Sarah's daughter, Sandra, came to the show <laughs> last week and could not get enough of Auntie Sunny. I mean, Sarah talked about I think Sarah was a little jealous, I have to be honest she with you. She was. Yeah, I mean, uh, are children just drawn to you? Yes, they are. It's really, uh, my husband thinks it's really weird. Mm-hmm. I actually, I'm an only child, right? right? And so I have a lot of chosen family. And I have so many godchildren, you would not believe. I'm always the person asked to be a godmother. And um, when I was at the U.S. Attorney's Office, no one wanted the child sex crimes cases, right? Because you don't want to interview a five-year-old. No, you don't want to about something horrible that this happened to them. And what my boss realized was in the office, 
the kids would be asked, you know, well, can you speak to any of the prosecutors? And most of them would point to me. Huh. Like they're I think kids are drawn to people that they feel safe with. Is this before you had kids or did you have this kids? This is before I had wow. kids. And I think pe- kids are drawn to shiny things. And I'm a shiny person, right? I, I like jewelry. I yeah. like shiny clothes. You legitimately sparkle at any yeah, given time. Yeah, I'm a shiny yes. person. And I think they like it. And then once they realize that I like them and that I'm safe, it's it's a, it's just a weird dynamic. I, I went to a wedding and the flower girl refused to get off my lap. I had never met her before. And I'm trying to drink a martini with a little kid on my lap. <laughs> I felt like it was so inappropriate. But I'm like, I'm drinking my martini. That's and fine. I remember uh, her mother saying, she never does this. And my husband said to her, no, all kids do that with Sunny. Yeah. I and mean, I said, I yeah, said to just Sarah, do. like, you like legitimately, I think you had like yeah. a sparkly uh Jeans on that day, I the did. jewelry, yeah, everything I else. Have, I'm, spark- yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. a sparkly. You look like a princess. I'm a, I'm yeah. a sparkly princess to kids. And, yeah. and boys, too. Boys come up to me. You know, I played basketball. I run. Like, I can, I can roughhouse with a boy. That's a nice superpower to have. That, that, it's interesting, yeah, isn't good. it? Yeah, I like that a lot. I don't think people would think that no. of me, but it's true. I do funny voices. That's all I have for kids. <laughs> I, can do a, I can do a little uh, Grover. But, uh, <laughs> better, yeah. Uh, can I do something now? Yeah. Um, let's see. I can do. Uh, it's Yoda into Grover. So it's oh. like. Oh. <laughs> Hi. That yes. was good. Yes. Yeah. I can do that. And then, uh, yeah. Anyway, so That's it's, it's fine. Good, Thank Brian. you. It's all Frank Goss. Thank oh, you. I like that. Um, I'm going to try to. Next time I'll do my Chewbacca. I um, love that. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Yesterday, you broke your losing streak <laughs> when you teamed up with Sarah for Double Dare with Mark Summers and yes. won. Well, and technically, you really broke your losing streak with the pet, uh, the pet uh, battle. My pooches won. I think you're on a winning streak now, which I is something I've never seen in the <laughs> in eight, eight years? plus years that you've been here. <laughs> because it's always good television when you lose. I got to be honest. So I, I might know. stack the deck against and you a I, little I'm bit. I'm a poor loser. Yeah, which is fun. So, and I'm a poor winner also. I saw you dancing. Yes. You know... What I will say, Brian, (laughs) this is an affliction that I have, this competitive streak. I've had it. My mother tells me I've had it my entire life. I do not recall screaming at Sarah during the competition. (laughs) I do not recall uh, dancing and and pumping my fists and all of this. I had friends texting me saying, you are outrageous. They said that I had a demonic look in my face. I've seen the demonic look. On my face. I... This is all I, I have no control over it and I don't even remember it. What I do remember is that Sarah wasn't taking the competition seriously. Right. And she was moving her head around. Mm-hmm. And I now that she's reminding me, I did say, stop moving your head. And I kind of whispered it. And I thought it was a whisper, but. She became a statue all of a sudden. You scared the hell out of her. She said that I did. Yeah. I feel I don't feel great about but doing that. But it was a competition. And and Joy Behar, I was looking over and she's she's like inching up, almost beating me. I mean, that's a total humiliation that would have ended in somebody being slimed. And I didn't want it to be me. No. I think Sarah was trying to throw the competition because she wanted to be slimed. Because that's a very Sarah Haynes thing. I think she's a little hurt that she didn't get to, like, get slimed. And She like, enjoys that. Yeah. Which and is, I don't enjoy losing. And and while I love Sarah and I love her, the fact that she's game for things like that, yes. for me, the comedy comes from sliming people with dignity. <laughs> 
which Sarah doesn't really have in the way that you and Alyssa have. So I would have enjoyed sliming I, I, you or Alyssa. I did not want to be slimed. Yes. Yeah. Because when you're like when you love it that much, it's not fun to do it's it. To exactly. Right. And I would have been horrified I was and a little upset. Yeah. I, so I was concerned <laughs> that if you got slimed, I'd have a hard morning. You would have. And you would because we did it before the show. So then you, you would have to get ready. Have you seen hair, my hair? Yeah. The hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would so, have been upset. I, I enjoy. So, you know, much we, we tend to <laughs> we tend to torment the newer hosts anyway. Alyssa was a good sport. She was a good sport. And the uh, slow motion at the end. I enjoyed the priceless. slow motion. Yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> I enjoyed that. And uh, that was good. And this is coming. You know, we've thrown water on Alyssa. Remember yeah. when mm-hmm. we dumped blood on Abby Huntsman once? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was fake blood. I, it's, it was fake it's, blood. Listen, you got to yeah. pay your dues on this show. Okay? I think so. I think right. so. Well, How you about went through all it? my yeah. horrible ride experiences? Yes. And we were tormented by the clown from it. The clown, snakes, snakes falling from the ceiling. There you go. It happens to everybody. I've been through it. You have. It's so. her turn. Um, all right. But but all in all, I thought that was a fun game we played. It and was fun. Mark is one of those guys that is just oh, an expert game show host and yeah. uh, just a longtime friend of the show. Yeah. And someone, when I was a kid, if I was 10 years old, all I wanted to do was be on Double Dare. <laughs> so that was... He's been around a long time. Yeah. Um, Now, your son Gabe was nominated for an award at the Ambies for his podcast, Untextbooks. Untextbooked. Are you a proud mom of this? This is pretty cool. I'm I'm so over the moon about it. And I and you know Gabriel. He's he's just not a bragger. Mm -hmm. He just does. He's a doer. Right. And he's done all these incredible things over the past couple of years. He started a nonprofit that just like won an award from the Biden administration and a grant from Harvard, you know, so he's doing all these things. I, I know very little about it. His friend, Victor, reached out to me and told you that? and told me oh, <laughs> Gabriel wow. did not tell me that his his he's been doing this podcast for four years. It is frequently one of the number one podcasts on Apple, on Spotify. You know, it's it's an incredible concept. It's a, it's called on textbook. Because it's about the stuff that you should have learned, but was not included in your textbooks. Oh, so it's just like a fascinating thing. Like, and it's and it's all over the place. Like, you could learn about a health issue. You could learn about history. You can learn about uh, medicine. You can learn about you know the medit- the the five blue zones. There's all these really interesting things they have. He's interviewed a couple of like really famous authors. It's it's really cool. And he didn't tell his mother <laughs> that he was nominated and actually their their favorite to win. Well, that's unbelievable. So <laughs> my initial takeaway were, why didn't I know about the Ambies? Why aren't we up for an Ambie? <laughs> I knew. We're a podcast. I knew we were getting going to go there. Yeah, because I also quite quite competitive. <laughs> Unaware the Ambies were a thing. I've looked into them. They're incredibly they're, prestigious. They are the thing. It's the podcast. Yeah. Thing. So I'm looking into the control room right now, people. Let's <laughs> like up our game here. It I want is, an Ambie. I don't it, even know what it looks like. I it, want one. It is a big deal. And I, I call Gabriel. I'm like, you're up for an Ambie, sweetheart. He's like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah? You mean the podcast that like you created and narrate and and like have been doing for four years? Mm-hmm. It's a big deal, sweetie. Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe we win, maybe we don't, but we're doing great work, Mom. That's that, that's the important. That's, that's the good is. person to be. I want the hardware. I want I the trophies. Like awards. I want, and shiny I like things. the awards too. Now you've got Emmys. I've got an Emmy. I just got a new Emmy. You know, I did not. Oh, got, for the I, Puerto I got a fourth, a fourth Emmy. Yeah, Congratulations. I used to be three-time Emmy award-winning journalist. I am now a four-time Emmy award-winning multiple award. Yes, this was for my. Um, 
um, hosting of the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Congratulations. I have Thank my you. one, which is the best day ever, and I'm yes. so happy to have that. Yes. Um, I always, of course, would like more. I've got a, a Telly Award. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I've that's got a good one. And I have several... Uh, uh, well, oh, we and we have, we, a du- DuPont, we have a DuPont award, which is now, incredible, which is very and big, I feel, very big deal. Uh, humbled yes. that my name was on that that ballot. I, I did also get a golden um, uh, headphones award oh. for my audio book, my can, memoir. Can we get a golden headphones award for a podcast? People, I'm looking at the column again. <laughs> get on it. I'd like a Gracie. I, I, I'd like. Uh, there's a I lot did, of stuff. I did. Get I have a, a Gracie. Actually. I did get the golden. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, I want all the awards. <laughs> is the bottom line here. We're not. We're nominated for an Image Award coming up. That's it's right. Exciting yes, we and are. for a Glad Award. Yes, at we the are. Show not the not, not the podcast, but you know, let's you, let's keep it coming. It, you know, Brian, I think it it could be in your future. Knock on wood. I would like that very much. <laughs> um, all right, now we have a listener call for you from oh, okay. Jennifer. Let's take a listen. I absolutely love the view, and I love all the co-hosts. I do feel a connection with Sunny. We have such similar life experiences. Um, Just like Sunny, I am a part of the Divine Nine. I am a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And I kind of want to hear more from Sunny on her experience with Alpha Kappa Alpha Mm. and how much of her D9 experience um, has kind of shaped her. Mm. And would she be excited if either or both of her children became members of uh, D9? Thank you. What a great question. Well, uh, just for our listeners, the Divine Nine um, is a group of historically black fraternities and sororities, Mm -hmm. and there are nine of them. And my sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha, was founded in 1908. The first black fraternity was Alpha Phi Alpha, and it was um, founded in 1906. And it's a big deal, only because it's a lifetime membership, And the reason these organizations existed is because black women and black men were not allowed to join other college sororities and fraternities, right? So it's this space that is legendary. Coretta Scott King was an AKA. The vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, is a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha. And she also pledged at Howard University, which is our founding chapter. We were founded in 1908 by 20 women who were incredible visionaries. Uh, a couple of years later, we incorporated the organization. We are the only Divine Nine, a member of Divine Nine. We have our own credit union. We own our corporate headquarters. So it's it's a pretty badass yeah. um, organization. We get a lot of audience members. Yes, they come. And, yeah. and we have uh, 355,000 members. Wow. And it's a lifetime membership. So it's a little different than other organizations that you may hear of. My husband is a member of Kappa Alpha Psi, mm-hmm. um, historically black uh, fraternity. And uh, he pledged, uh, I want to say, spring 88. And I pledged spring 92. So we have been members of these organizations for over 30 years. It's an important part of your identity, I know, because it really is. Um, So to answer the viewers, uh, the the listeners question, it it, um, I'm an only child. And now I have three hundred and fifty five thousand sisters. And it really does feel that way. I'm a member of a chapter called Tau Omega here in in Har- it was founded in Harlem, New York, and we have this incredible friendship. And um, my daughter may be going to a historically black college mm-hmm. and university. I can't say yet. And yes, I very much want her 
to become a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha, if at all possible. And Manny very much wants Gabriel (laughs) to pledge Kappa Alpha Psi. Um, and I believe they both will. Oh, very cool. I believe they both will. Very they're, cool. And their legacies, we call them legacies. Kappa doesn't really have a legacy policy, but AKA does. I, I learned a lot more. I didn't know very much about it at all until yeah. I started working here. And then uh, Event Nicole Brown. Yes, is, is she's, she's my soror. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I learned a little from her and then you. And then, I, yeah. I mean, it, a week does not go by without having several of your... Uh, my sorors yeah. are here. And, and actually... I um, what's incredible is they've come to support me around my books. You right. know, the, the national organization, uh, our national inter- it's an international organization now, actually. But our international president, I, I just went to our regional convention and she said, uh, we're going to do something for your book. I mean, think about it. I was there with four thousand women and they were all saying Buy Sonny's book. That's well, an incredible network. One of the cool things about an organization like that, it feels like your successes are their successes. That's that. And, it, well, yeah. they are because it's a service organization, right. and it's a service, you know, for all mankind, and um, it's it's just it's a it's a wonderful thing, and I, I would encourage anyone. Um, to join one of the the D nine now it's historically black, but we don't have only black members. We have hmm. white members, we have Hispanic members, we have Asian members, and I can bet my bottom dollar that any of those members will tell you that it is a true sisterhood and a true brotherhood. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, on that note, let's have a positive <laughs> one. We'll leave there. Thank you for joining me, Sonny. Thank you. Tomorrow, I'll be back with Anna Navarro, who we'll discuss gossiping with. Uh, she is the biggest gossiper on the show. She'll deny it, but I can't wait to discuss it with her. <laughs> the number to call or text us with questions is right here in the episode description. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' Group Text Podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit.